Well, many of you might be aware because uh, you've probably received some emails. Uh, you may have received um, communication in other forms. You may be aware that Toro Masora, which we'll explain in a moment, but many, of course, in our audience are very familiar with it. Torah Masora is in the middle of their two-day uh, Torah Masora campaign. It's a $10 million campaign uh, to continue their work for uh, all the schools that uh, are members of Torah Masora in this country. Torah Masora, as you might know, has a tremendously rich history, to say the least, and has been uh, really at the forefront of... Um, what's happening on the Jewish education scene for many, many decades. They have this $10 million campaign, which ends later today. It ends tonight, actually. And they're already, they already have gotten to $4.6 million, which is astounding. That, that's pretty remarkable. Uh, 46% of a $10 million goal, call a to everybody who is participating. Uh, to go to the uh, website, it's pretty simple. If you'd like to make a donation and find out what their campaign entitled Sheer Dedication is all about. Uh, it's a charity.com, charity with a D, charity.com slash T-U for Torah Umisora, T-U for Torah Umisora. So again, charity with a D, charity.com slash Torah Umisora. That is how you access uh, the um, the campaign now in its second of two days. All right, Chaim Shimon Newberger is uh, National Director of Torah Masora, and he is with us live via telephone on this Wednesday morning broadcast. Rabbi Newberger, a pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Nahum, the pleasure is mine, and I thank you so much for this time. Appreciate it. And just so people understand, I I sometimes uh, don't always appreciate when people um, uh, bring up... uh, um, uh, members of my family when we're here to discuss <laughs> the issue of the day. But I do have to mention that Rabbi Newberger is the son of Rav Sheftel Newberger and the grandson of the incredible legend Herman Newberger, Rabbi Herman Newberger, who was, uh, as I said to Rabbi Newberger off the air, somebody whose leadership we crave during this time and probably during any time, frankly. Uh, so he has incredible lineage, and it's a pleasure to welcome him to these airwaves. Uh, Rabbi Newberger, there are some listeners who are familiar with the history and with the effectiveness of Toro Masora. Uh, there's some who might not be. How do you explain to people and describe to people what is Toro Masora? So Toro Masora, at its core, is an organization that is available and reaches out to the masses of the Jewish nation across the country to help in a myriad of ways in furthering um, the professionalism of our Moris Rabbeim teachers, principals, and uh, all educators. There are 23 different divisions in Torah Masora. I don't think we're going to have time to go through all of them. <laughs> but uh, they, range, they range from uh, special, special education to to development for principals, to uh, education development for teachers and rabbeim, um, and um, and there the, the biggest highlight of Tormasor is the six teacher centers that are scattered across the country, which um, provide almost like a store like environment where any mora teacher rebbe can come in and find a myriad of of uh, material 
on the subjects that they teach. The um, When I was a kid, what I remember about Torah Masora is the publications, and frankly, that might, might be the first part or the first time uh, years ago, decades back, where Torah Masora really made an impact on schools around this country uh, when they were providing educational materials, which I'm sure they still do, as you described, uh, you know, to schools everywhere. Uh, but then, as you said, um, we, we've, we've instituted or we've gone ahead and reached a point uh, where we have to enhance... Uh, as much as possible. We have a lot of great educators out there, but we have to enhance the experience of these educators and continue to give them the training and the expertise so that they can go ahead and, of course, educate our youth. This, this is, I, I'm sure you would describe this as an ongoing process, a never-ending process, just trying to keep our educators up on the latest in the world of education, and certainly the latest in the world of Jewish education must be quite a task and uh, I, I would guess that that's primarily when it comes to the teachers and Rebeam out there I, I assume that's the biggest focus there is right that is you couldn't have said it better I'll say it like this um, when I, I was in my in my beginning of my professional life I was able to be a sixth grade Rebbe for seven years in Muncie in a school called base Mikra um, and when I was a Rebbe um, the saying was going that the generations changed every five years. By the time I was uh, I was already running the school and being the uh, the CEO of the school, um, it was probably down to three years that the generations were changing. Um, there are those that say they're changing now every six months. You know, with technology and the fast pace of our life, um, some of us can think back just a year ago from now, um, what life was like and what it's like today with the incredible advancement of, of uh, the technolo techno technology world. Um, our children are growing up in a very, very fast-moving um, world and an often changing world, and it is imperative that our educators stay up on top of every aspect that is available to them be able to reach every single child and that is what that's the primary focus today of Torah Masorah. Do, do you is, sometimes do you sometimes ask yourself would I be able to teach today <laughs> do you sometimes ask yourself or say to yourself my gosh what the teachers are going through today is a challenge that's that 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 seems insurmountable so I would say like this you know Malcolm, you, you said before that we would love to have the leadership of my grandfather, Zechariah LaRocha, to be to be with us now and people of that generation. Yep. Um, we all believe we all believe that the Rishon provides each generation with exactly what we need to be able to thrive in whatever our challenges are. Um, myself, I can't imagine going back into the classroom, um, but. I'm watching on a daily basis the heroes of our generation, and they have what it takes, and they do connect with our students. Um, it's just our job, the, the seasoned veterans, to continue to turn over every stone that's available to us in figuring out new, new methodologies and ever-changing ways 
of uh, helping each of those educators reach every one of their students. Yeah. Um, the term Masura campaign is available now, uh, charity.com slash TU for Torah Masura. Again, that's charity.com slash TU for Torah Masura. You know, I'll never forget. I, um, I was once listening to a conversation about, uh, young quarterbacks in the national football league. And someone pointed out that, um, that one of the reasons we have so many young quarterbacks now that are able to lead teams almost immediately out of college when they start in the pros is because now when they're in school and when they're you know playing college ball, they are so inundated with so much information, so much technology, so much methodology that when they get to the pros, they're at a much higher level than the, the ones who got to the pros you know, 30 years ago as first-year players. And I sort of get the feeling that students today, even in our community, our community is not shut out from this, even our community are, are, so, um, are so much wiser or so much more able to keep up with the speed of technology and the amount of information that they are being fed uh, on a regular basis, including in the classroom, by the way, that I, I think they're just used to being able to uh, incorporate more and, and, and learn more. And, you know, those of us who are older teachers in the classroom who are trying to keep up with that, it's a very difficult ask. And I, I would imagine that this has got to be uh, one of the main focuses out there, that as, the, as this world continues to, you know, give our children just a boatload of information on a regular basis, we as Jewish educators have got to do the same with our subjects and what's dear to us. It's an, it's an incredibly important point. Um, there, there are definitely still some educators that are timeless, that have aged incredibly well and have constantly been able to reinvent themselves and uh, connect with their students. But um, there, is, there is one challenge in that area that is something that we're, we're experiencing across our, our nation on all, all different sectors of, of the Jewish society, that uh, it, it seems like we are not attracting enough educators. Um, I'm hearing this from um, the OU. I'm hearing this from my, from my constituents, from the uh, Torah Masora schools. And I'm hearing this in the out-of-town communities. When I say out-of-town, I mean non-East Coast, New York metropolitan New Jersey area, an extremely difficult time even attracting Rabbanim. And um, it, there's, there's a certain part of all that information and all that that's being thrown at our children. Somehow, the drive to want to make a difference in the Rabbanim Shalom's world is um, becoming a little less in this generation. Yeah. And something that's incumbent upon us to somehow reinvigor our youth into understanding, even if you're a doctor or a lawyer, and even if you're a businessman, there's a part of your life that you have to figure out where you make a difference in the Rabbi Shalom's world. And if that became more part of our vernacular, and yeah. more part of our lives, so enough of those children and youth would end up being 
the educators and the rabbinic leaders. Yeah, well, I would argue that just the uh, the evidence is there that as you continue to head toward this ten million dollar goal, uh, you know, when it comes to that area of Jewish life, people are going ahead and dedicating a tremendous amount of their resources and of their time, not just money, but but their time as well to great causes like yours. But uh, unfortunately, you know, the, the other industries that people are being attracted to are, are so attractive. It is very hard to convince young men and young women in our community to go into Jewish education. And I would, I, I wish, I wish that money could solve that problem because again, we see that thank God, you know, there's so much generosity out there and there's the potential to raise a lot of money and to have these projects and efforts be well-funded. But I just, I don't see it. Unless there's something I don't know that you're proposing, unless there are, you know, incentives being given nationwide for people to go into Jewish education or for teachers who've been doing well their first couple of years, you know, to continue moving forward. And unless those financial incentives are there, it's going to be really hard to keep up with other attractive industries. So, Nahum, I'll tell you like this. You, see, you had mentioned in the beginning that you don't necessarily necessarily like speaking about uh, your own family. I love talking about my family. Um, I, in my well, very, one, one second, but one second, just to clarify, just to clarify, what I meant was that when I'm a guest on somebody's show or I'm being interviewed, I, I like to get to the point at hand instead of concentrating on on some of the you know uh, on the side stories and the family and the family pieces. And I can understand that a guest might get frustrated by that. So that was that was just a courtesy or being courteous to you, my guest. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's all. <laughs> so I'll say, I'll say like this, Nahum. If we, if we would just look in our families, um, I, I know, I know two of your brothers, um, and uh, I, I obviously heard of your your grandfather. Um, being from there, you saw. I definitely heard of your grandfather. Um, didn't know him. His time in there, you saw, was long before my days. But your your you look at your family. I don't believe, and and I can speak on my family's behalf. I don't believe we went into Jewish education and make, as I said, making a difference in the Islam's world with any drive for the financial part of it. I'm not belittling, and I'm not by all even coming close to saying that we don't have to um, take a serious look at the financial structure of our institutions and figure out how our educators and our rabbanim could be paid more and therefore make those jobs more attractive. A hundred percent. That is, that is absolutely the first and top issue. But we also have to realize that most in, in our lineage, most of the high talented people that have gone into education and into leadership have done so with an internal drive to make a difference and not because it was something that necessarily paid the bills. Yeah, I get it. On the level that other I get other, it. I get it. Others. I get it, but not everybody's got that internal drive and frankly the the alternative is way too attractive. That's the problem. I could tell you okay. I could tell you about people that would be superstars in the world of Jewish education, both men and women. 
But you know, certain industries today, first of all, are very attractive because of the large amount of money one can make. But in, in all, but also, you know, being being a uh, you know a from person who's raising a family, it, it costs money, and people understand that reality, and they get then people are scared off from industries where they're not going to be able to bring in a sufficient amount of money. It's it's a big problem. Hey, when you come to visit us or my new burger, and I hope you will come to our studio, we can go into this you know for an hour and talk about the the, the difficulties. <laughs> of trying to put this all together. And by the way, you know, I'm sitting here wondering about your $10 million goal. And then I say to myself, just to maintain the centers that you describe, just to maintain the, the, the hubs of Jewish education where people can come and be trained and take days off from their school, which principals are encouraging. And I get it. In my day, I don't think it was that important. Now I don't think you have a choice. You got to bring in teachers for teacher training and you got to bring them in to get, you know, all the up-to-date information. And you need people to do that. And today everything costs so much. So the $10 million goal might be, you might describe it as a modest goal, frankly, to keep Tarmasura and everything it does keep uh, to keep it going. I'll tell you this much. It's not our full budget. Yeah. Which is it, which it's is not our full budget. Which is remarkable. You know, Malcolm, I just want to ask. I just want to bring up. Well, um, I would be remiss if I didn't um, say and and express to your and your incredible audience that there's a whole different part to Torah Masora, which at one point was the main focus of Torah Masora, and that is the outreach into the um, the smaller hubs of of the Jewish nation across this country and the creation of communities and the creation of communities based schools. Um, there, the, there's two, two of our 23, um, divisions. One is called project seed, which sends out young yeshiva boys and, um, girls to make day camps and learning programs in far in, in many, many cities across the country during the summer which very often leads to um, the community wanting to have their children go through the process of Jewish, of, of a true Torah education, and that's how the day school program gets started. Um, there's less and less of the starting of these day schools, but the maintaining of these day schools across the country um, is something that is, uh, is still very much alive in Torah Masora. You know, unfortunately, sometimes people forget that part of Torah Masora because of the hubs of, you know, Lakewood, New York, Muncie, Chicago, LA, Toronto. And we forget that there's, you know, these, these towns all across Florida and Texas and Midwest that, um, that really need our support as well and need our resources and need our trainings and need us to help them staff their schools. Um, mm-hmm. Many of those schools were schools that Tormasura started and now they're schools that need our help and need our, our attention to make sure that the, that their children also have that true Torah education from educators that are trained well. Oh, that's, I, that's another part of Torah Oh, I get it. And uh, anybody who hears this understands how important it is. Rabbi Chaim Shimon Newberger is with us, National Director of Torah The campaign is on. We'll talk about it in a second. But uh, I, look, I invite you in here, Rabbi Newberger. Uh, we've touched on a lot of topics this morning. And as you hear, you know, I'm, I'm all over the place on this whole issue. 
Uh, there's a lot to talk about in terms of the future of, of the movement, uh, meaning of the Jewish education movement here in the United States and North America. Um, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'd like to think, and again, this is something I'll save for when you visit us, I'd like to think that, that every yeshiva and day school across the board is benefiting from the work of Torah Masorah. That's the way it always was, and I'm assuming that's the way it still is. Uh, right to left, all around the country, uh, that people are getting what they need um, from the organization. And, uh, and, and we're entering a really, really critical era a really critical era, because if in fact we believe that Jewish education is the key to the Jewish future, and it is the key to people maintaining the values and principles that our parents and grandparents gave us, if we all believe that Jewish education is the key, and again, I do believe that uh, <laughs> that, that, that is uh, an ac- inaccurate statement, uh, that that is the key, uh, then, the, then a strong day school movement and a strong yeshiva movement nationwide is uh, is vital. Simple as that. So I invite you in. I hope we'll have the opportunity. I do want to remind everybody that Torah Masora is now in day number two of its two-day campaign. Uh, you'll read about it when you go to the website, charity, with a D, charity, C-H-A-R-I-D-Y, dot com slash T-U for Torah Umasora, charity.com slash T-U. It says here, the sheer dedication of our teachers has no sheer, meaning has no limit. These are the words of thanks shared by Klau Yisrael, and you can certainly express your appreciation for all the projects, and they're all listed there, from the Chinuch Hub to Project C, uh, to the coaching, uh, to the educational hubs, the teacher training centers. It's all there. You'll see it on the website, and you can give for whatever reason you want to give. There's 13 hours left to the campaign. It's a $10 million campaign, and already uh, they are approaching 47% of the goal, which I, I think is absolutely remarkable, frankly. So we encourage everyone to give and get the terms off to a good... So this is the time of year. School year just started. Charity.com slash TU. Charity with a D dot com slash TU. Um Rabbi Newberger, why do you think there's been such a positive response so far? And do you have confidence that uh, by the end of the day, you'll be at your goal? So I'll tell you that um, if anybody visits the site, they will see that there's over a thousand teams that are willing to raise money in this campaign. Um, Tormasora has maybe 130 staff members. So even if every single staff member has an active page, you realize that that means that another 900 people across the country have seen it in their in their purview mm-hmm. to take on, to raise money, and to send out links and express their connection to Torah Missouri. And the vast majority of them are educators. And when we have schools and educators, Menal and Menahalos, Rabbeim and teachers alike across the country, sending out saying, Torah Mesorah matters to me. There's nothing stronger that speaks to everybody than that. Anybody, anybody listening right now, you want to know what Torah Mesorah is? When you get that letter or that email or that status post from a teacher that you know is one of those stars, and they say Torah Masora matters in my life. Well, okay, that means Torah Masora is actually really doing that which we claim we're doing, which is enhancing 
the education of almost every single child in the Jewish day school movement across the country. And that's why, that's why a campaign like this is so successful. It's a pretty remarkable, it's real. It's a pretty remarkable vote of confidence, frankly. That's it. it sure is. It, 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 it's, it's humbling and encouraging. And as my grandfather used to tell us all the time, every single opportunity is another level of a crisis of responsibility. So you, you, you get this vote of confidence. It just brings on a tremendous amount of a crisis and responsibility to go continue doing at the best level possible that we can possibly do. You know, there's certain balabatim in this country. I don't know why this comes to my mind, but I just have to mention it, especially at the beginning of the year when so many principals and heads of schools depend on them. There are so many balabatim in this country, some of them very wealthy and some of them very, very busy, frankly, who have such an interest in their schools who do so much behind the scenes, who are leaders of expansion programs, who are doing everything in their power to really give the school a strong, strong backbone. And I don't just mean financially and the way the building looks and the way it operates, but educationally as well. You know, who take the, you know, who, who, t- who take the subject matters and the, and the, the courses and goals of the school very seriously. And I, I don't want people to think that, you know, I'm, God forbid, condemning those who've chosen other industries uh, than Jewish education, because frankly, you could be, as you described earlier, you could be in any industry and make a tremendous difference. I'm sure you're familiar with the type of balabatim that I'm referring to. Obviously, I ran I ran a school for, for many years, so I know exactly who you're talking about. And you had someone like that? You had people like that that just sat day and night? I had, a, I had, an, inner, I had an inner group of, of four parents and then a, a little bit of a larger group of 12 parents that exactly the bill you just described and it's impossible to to operate uh, to operate a school without them it's impossible to get absolutely through. absolutely and I, I will tell you Malcolm, one of the biggest kept secrets in jewish in maybe educational uh, is that parent bodies really could if they could ever get together really 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 push their schools to incredible heights it's just it's hard for the parent body to join together. But in circumstances where the parent body joins together, they're the constituents of the school. And they really could push the school to tremendous heights. Now, many, very often that will come along with a responsibility on their part to do their, their part of it. But if, parent body, if a parent body is, is, is educated and a parent body is, 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 is motivated and mobilized, they could they could take any school to great heights. And what about the parents in the parent body who find an hour a day or a day each week to get into the classroom and to help with you know with electives or clubs or even regular subjects? There are parents like that as well. Wow. Yes, there are definitely opportunities like that as well. And the biggest thing I've seen when that happens is those parents. Those parents become the biggest believers in their rabbim and their motors and their teachers because yeah. when you live it, even for a small time, you really get an understanding of what it is that these people are doing all day, every day, and spending their life doing. And it gives you a, a level of appreciation that, that talking cannot... I can't give that over to, to you with as much passion as I have. I can't give that over to a person 
like they can experience if they ever walk into a classroom and try to do it themselves. Yeah. All right, everybody, Newberger, let's schedule, let's schedule you to get you into the studio now at the beginning of the school year, and we'll have a, a an even more focused conversation about all these goals, if you don't mind. It would be my absolute pleasure. You obviously know how to get me scheduled. Because uh, I got a, I got a, I got a text last yesterday. I am going on the Nachum Siegel show, so we can figure this out. And it would be my absolute pleasure. Uh, yeah, because but the- whoever's listening, whoever's listening to this program, has to be part of the ongoing solution. Everybody's got to be part of it. Oh, you, you we can't leave it just to the few. I don't even know if you know how right you are about that. No question about it. Uh, all right, everybody. As Rabbi Chaim Shimon Newberger has reminded us, Torah Masora has their two-day campaign. It's actually day two of their two-day charity campaign. Uh, go to the website, read about it, and uh, give what you can. They have a goal of $10 million, and as you heard, things these days cost a lot of money to keep all these uh, different services going from Torah Masora headquarters, charity.com slash T-U for Torah Umasora. Again, that's charity, C-H-A-R-I-D-Y dot com slash T-U. I take this opportunity, everybody, Newberger, wish you a Gemar Chasimatova. Very much look forward to meeting you. Gemar Chasimatova, Nachum, and a Gemar Chasimatova to your entire listening audience. And we should have a year of Gesund, Parnosa, and Nachas. That means good health, and um, wealth and incredible nachas from our children. Amen to that. Um, and good luck with the goal. $10 million goal, everybody. Charity.com slash to you. Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at and the Nachum Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app.